1: It only takes up one page in our New Testament, and yet it is quite a story. In our journey through Scripture, we've come now to the little letter of Philemon. It only has 25 verses, 445 words. It is the shortest letter the Apostle Paul ever wrote, and it's been called a model letter written by a master of letter writing, and indeed it is a, an interesting letter. Let me give you the background, if I may. It's the story of a slave, a man who was so disgruntled with life and with his lot in life that he thought, if I could just get away, if I could just escape. You ever feel that way? I'm thinking now of the words of the psalmist when he said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. The truth of the matter is, most people don't need a geographical change. They need a spiritual change. It's not a change of scenery or surroundings. It's a change of heart. And that was the case in the life of this servant by the name of Onesimus. He runs away from home. He steals from his master who happens to be a believer, a man by the name of Philemon, a man who knew the apostle Paul, and he runs away. He runs away to a a huge metropolitan area called Rome. I'm sure he thought he could get lost there. Could I remind you that you can't escape God, that you can't run from the Lord? Uh, The same psalmist said, If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me. The truth of the matter is that's exactly what happened with Onesimus because when he gets to Rome, he crosses paths in the good providence of God with the apostle Paul. (laughs) That's an amazing demonstration of the grace of God. Paul gives him the gospel tells him about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just a matter of him going home. It's a matter of him coming home to God. And Onesimus becomes a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, this is a man who deserved punishment. This is a man who deserved to pay the penalty. As a matter of fact, a slave, a servant in that day, in that culture, was not even allowed to travel without a letter from his master. Now, he could have been put to death. He certainly could have been arrested. And so when he gets saved, the Apostle Paul finds out that his master is an old friend by the name of Philemon. And so he sits down and he writes a letter to Philemon and he sends Onesimus home with that letter. Now imagine Onesimus is going back to Philemon, but he's going back a different man. And he's going back with a letter of pardon in his hand. Oh, my friend, did you know every person goes into eternity with one of two letters your letter either says payment required or your letter says paid in full. Well, Philemon opens the letter and reads a most amazing tender account of the change that's happened in the life of Onesimus and a plea from the Apostle Paul to receive him not as a slave, not as a servant, but now as a fellow member of the family of God. It's interesting the progression in this letter. You could read it in just a few moments for yourself. The first seven verses is praise for Philemon. You see, Philemon was a true Christian man. Paul knew that and appealed to that. The fact that he'd been forgiven now meant that he should forgive. And then in verses 8 through 18, there's a plea for Onesimus. And then in verses 19 through 25, there's a promise of Paul. And Paul's promise is very simple. It is this, whatever this man owes you, I will pay in full. In other words, put that on my account. And may I give you the key verse of the book. It's verse 11. He writes concerning this new believer. And he says, which in time past was to thee unprofitable. But now, oh I love that word, now profitable to thee and to me. We all have a past, don't we? Everybody has a past. He said in time past he was unprofitable. Did you know that's the story of every sinner? the story of someone who deserved to die, the story of someone who was guilty and deserved to be punished, unprofitable. That's our story before we met Jesus Christ. But now, have you met the Lord Jesus? If you have, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Did you know that Onesimus' name actually means profitable? There's a little play on words here. The Apostle Paul uses his name, the meaning of his name, and he says, Mr. Profitable is actually unprofitable. Even your blessings are a curse apart from God. Even your abilities are a debt apart from God. But when you come to meet the Lord Jesus Christ and He makes you whole, now He takes a life that is unprofitable and makes it profitable. How did He go from being unprofitable to profitable? Well, there are several key things revealed in this letter. It's an amazing illustration of salvation. For example, in verse 9, somebody loved him. Uh, The Apostle Paul writes and says, For love's sake I rather beseech thee. friend. someone loved you. His name is Jesus. And this man who deserved to die, who deserved the penalty, got a new start. Listen to the wording in verse 10. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. That's a word of birth. Now, that's a word of new life. Friend, when you come to know the Lord Jesus who loves you, you're begotten. You're born again. You enter into new life. And then the mediator intervenes on your behalf. It's no longer you trying to appeal for mercy. Instead, it is mercy because of a mediator. Listen to verses 17 and 18. He says to Philemon, If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself, if he hath wronged thee or oath thee aught." Put that on mine account. I, Paul, he says in verse 19, written, have written it with mine own hand. I will repay it. Friend, Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Can I tell you what happened on the day you came to know Jesus? The very same thing that happened on the day that Onesimus came to know the Lord Jesus. On that day, all of your demerit was placed on Jesus Christ. That actually happened at the cross. He took your sin and paid it in full. But on the day you came to know the Lord Jesus, not only did He take your demerit, on that day you take all of His merit. Think of this. He takes all of your sin and you take all of His salvation. Somebody says, well, that doesn't sound like a very fair trade. No, it's not fair at all. It's mercy. It's forgiveness. It's salvation. It is the beautiful miracle of taking a person who is unprofitable and making them profitable. And now the Apostle Paul says, I'll pay it all. Jesus cried from the cross. It is finished. Literally, the word that He cried from the cross to Talisthi was the same word used in the marketplace of the day for paid in full. If you've come to know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you no longer have that terrible guilt and debt hanging over you. No, my friend, you've been saved, you've been forgiven, and you're now profitable in Jesus Christ. You were a servant of sin. You were a slave, but now you're a member of the family. You're free in Jesus Christ. He says in verse 15, Perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. Oh, my friend, when Jesus changes you, he changes you forever. It is eternal life. Could I ask you, do you have this letter on your account today? The key word of this book, I believe, is the little word love. It's an illustration of Christ's love first, but it's also an illustration of Christian love. We've been forgiven, and now we must forgive. And what is the basis for all forgiveness? It is the love of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul was the mediator for Onesimus, but we have a greater mediator. There's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ is pleading your case before the Father at this present hour. A slave could only be freed by adoption into the owner's family. My friend, you were a slave of sin, but now you've been freed because you've been adopted. You've come into the family of God, and there's nothing like being in that family. It's not through anything you and I have done. It's all through Jesus Christ. He alone takes us from unprofitable to profitable.
0: Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, ScottPauly.org.